Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. and Chris Honeywell. Hello and welcome back to Comics Monthly Monday number 24. And oh my god, what an awesome... You know, when, when Scott and I started Comics Monthly Monday, and oh, by the way, I'm Chris Honeywell and I'm here with Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Good. It, it, you know, honestly, man, I did not sleep last night. I'm so I was so oh, excited about doing this show. Yeah, I know. Because ever since we started doing Comics Monthly Monday, we've been wanting to do this show. Oh, I and think it goes just, back to the to the inception of the of the whole, the whole show. show. Two true freaks. This yeah. is this is right up there with you know Star Wars and Star Trek and it's Indiana just one of the Jones first things, Tron. Yeah, yeah, that we ever talked about doing and like. We're serious, and it was one of those things where we seriously wanted to do it, and we wanted to do it right, you know, and spend yep. some time and really, you know, really, you know, dig our, I guess, dig our heels into it or dig our teeth into it or whatever, but... Right. Um, shit, I mean, I mean, Scott and I have been talking talking about this, this comic, you know, since we read it 30 years ago, because, well, it's, yeah, it's about 30 years old now, when you say something around there. Yeah. And uh, I just, I mean, I'm seriously, this is like the most organized I've ever had notes. And uh, I got my notes. I, know, I, <laughs> I got notes on a piece of paper. Picture. I got notes on my computer. And I got notes on my whiteboard all about this <laughs> one. So if anybody knows me, they know that's just ridiculous. We goddamn ridiculous. We goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> okay, just to get into this, this is like. Just one of the greatest series that uh, Scott and I have ever laid our eyes upon. I would Both. say the greatest. I, I think this is seriously the single greatest comic that ever mm-hmm. got published. I, I'm mm-hmm. completely dead serious about that. Mm-hmm. I love it that I, much. From a, from possibly one of the greatest series of comics, you know, re, you know, continuing series ever. Mm-hmm. And but you know, yeah, this one it's it's just got everything. It's got the art, the writing. Uh, everything it's everything. it's flawless there is mm-hmm. not a single mm-hmm. thing wrong with this yeah, book yeah, it's, it's awesome from from beginning to end uh, yeah i would i will i will give you that yep yep and um i'm telling you man this is like actually like the the copy i have is literally i don't have the fir- the first copy of it probably is like dust by now you know it's probably just disintegrated <laughs> 
Because the last, I don't even remember what happened to it, but I remember it was dog-eared, you know, back when I was in high school. Oh, we read it, I mean, a million mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just remember sitting around at your house and going, you know, back and forth over it and being like, oh, this would be like the best movie ever. Dude, I used to trace pictures out of it. I used to tra mm -hmm. trace things, you know, so it was just like, yeah, dog-eared. So anyway, I mean, we've been blah, blah, blahing building up to it so the so the uh title of this this legendary comic book that, hey, before you get into that though uh -huh. um and you can you, feel free to edit all this out okay but i wanted to ask you i saw you posted up on facebook uh within the past day or so something about a <laughs> an ow my balls oh yeah <laughs> what the hell is that there all about? is there is an ow my balls um well i don't have an iphone i got the uh ipod touch because I don't, uh -huh. I hate cell phones, so I don't want a fucking cell phone. But uh, yeah, I um, I, <laughs> I, I got my my roommate showed me how to jailbreak it. So you know, I would thought I was gonna watch movies on it, but now it's like the ultimate game machine. And yeah, they have a fucking, all my, you know. And what's what's really <laughs> funny about it is I didn't find out about it. I was like, you know, literally, there's just tens of thousands of these apps, and. Uh, you know, so I'm looking for what I want to download, and you can run searches. So I run a search for all my balls, thinking, well, if they got everything right, there's got to be all my balls, right? Well, I was correct. There is, you can play the game, all my balls. And I, I believe here. Let me even let's see if I can pop it up. Maybe it'll even say all my balls or something. Uh, I, no, see, no, I gotta really. profess my ignorance. I don't even know what the what the hell is an is an iPhone app. I've it's, heard this term bandied about, well, but what is it? Basically, your iPhone. Well, your iPhone. I got an, the iPod Touch, but you know, it's it's like a. It's basically like does everything. So, but it's basically like an iPhone, whereas I can use put the same apps. On this iPod Touch, I can't use some apps that involve like taking pictures or uh -huh. using. I can with a I can attach a microphone to it, but it doesn't have a camera on it, so you can't do any of the camera things that you can that you can. But you can play all the games, and that's what apps are. Everything from a game or what it, they're a program basically. But the right. thing about the fucking thing is, it's 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 Mac, so you know. Basically, this thing's like a little computer, but instead of being able to just use it like a regular computer and putting whatever you want on it, you have to put approved apps on it. So you know, it's so an app's just it's just a game. It's a program. You get it. It's a little square. <laughs> I've been literally just got dozens of. Oh, dude, you would shit your pants. There's a Tron one. I haven't been able to track it down yet. Ooh. It's a tank battle. That, but they're promising. Oh, hey, speaking of Tron, yeah. I went to, uh, I stopped by uh, Kmart on the way home from, from work, because the other day... Do they have toys out? Yeah, already? well, Logan was telling me the other day, we were in the car, and he's like, uh, Dad, he's like, Mom and I stopped at, uh, at Kmart the other day, and, uh, and they had Tron toys out. And I was like, they did? So I've been meaning to stop by there, um, but, you know, I don't, I don't really ever have occasion to go to, to Kmart, because in this town, it's a little bit out of the way, plus... I don't literally know how Kmart stays in business. Their prices are goddamn mm -hmm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are the highest place around. Well, they're kind of like Walmart or Target or something, but they cost more. 
they're they're like a, a filthy target you know they're like that they're like ghetto it. target yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean they just call but them yeah, the big did. k here all the stores yeah. just say big k now or something on them the big k i mean the one here because this town is like i mean you know it's it, it's weird it's it's otherworldly you know it's so clean and uh-huh you know it, it's really kind of bizarre so the target or the excuse me the kmart here isn't like the one in Carrollton, you know, it's not like, you know, totally ghetto, you know? Right, right. Like 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 the welfare store, but it's still not I mean, it's not like squeaky clean, spotless, bright, you know, it's not Target, you know? Right, right. But it's but it's nice. But anyway, I stopped in there and was looking all over the place and I was like, damn, they must have sold out or something. And then I stumbled across it was a whole end cap full. Man, these toys look cool, really? man. Yeah, oh man. They had action figures. They, they you know the small little like Star Wars size. And then they had mid-range mid-range action figures that were more like the um you know like those su- DC superhero figures that are out now, you know the bigger ones. Right. Oh, they, they yeah. They were like that size, like I don't know what they are, 10 inch or something like that. And then they have like deluxe figures, like really big figures. And I think that the fourth, I think there might have even been a fourth size that was, that, that was the, what's Flynn's son of Sam? Sam. It was like, it was called like Ultimate Sam or something like Ultimate that. Sam. But what was cool was that one of the, the sizes, I forget which one it was, but one of the sizes of figures, you know, it had the little hole in the package that's, you know, it says, try me. And you try it, and they're all wearing those like motorcycle helmets. And when you push the button, it lights up inside, Ooh. and they talk, and it's actually animated, like just like in the trailers that we've seen. And I was like, "That's cool as shit," you know. That was really cool. They had light cycles, and the 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 one that says Kevin Flynn's light cycle is an old school one, like from the original movie, and it's white. And then all the other ones are the newer light cycles. They had the the like Formula One looking light car, whatever it was called. They had uh, they had a disc that basically looked like uh, like those hollowed out frisbees that you see, like the professionals use. And I'm trying to think of what else there were. There were a whole. I took a ton of pictures. I haven't had a chance to post them up online yet, but man, it was neat. Have you seen a picture of those smart cars yet? No. What is that? They're like these little tiny. I don't know if they're like hybrid electric cars or they're gas cars, but they're just really tiny. They're these little tiny two-seater cars that they're marketing to people as being very efficient. But I, hmm. I saw a picture of one, and I was looking at it, and I was like, you know, with the right paint job, it would look like a light cycle. <laughs> you know, it's bigger than a light cycle, obviously, but if you painted it right, it's got the same sort of lines as a light cycle. And I was oh, like, that, that would be really neat to have one of those and paint it up like a like a old school Tron light cycle, you know. That would be cool. There was a, a car I saw around that uh, somebody had done it up like a Jedi Starfighter, Ooh. and it had an R two D two in the back and everything. It was really cool. Did you take a picture of that? You might have sent me a picture of that. Yeah. Here's another thing I got. Uh, iPhone app that does specifically this. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, you need one that does the sad trombone. And of course, 
<laughs> and that's all. Those are the four. That's the only thing that that app does. You need one that does the uh, Price is Right loser thing. The dun 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 dun. I love that. It's it's probably not going to turn up because I think all these things are totally approved and licensed. There's uh-huh. eight million zombie apps, but I, I wish I could. I wish I could just sort of like have some sort of thing where I could, you know, I guess I could hold it up to my camera or something, but it would be stupid. But man, there's there's this one game called Mega Worm, Super Mega Worm, and it's done in old like Super Nintendo style, <laughs> and you're just controlling this worm. That digs and it's like humans are destroying the earth, so Mega Worm must, you know, destroy all the humans. So it's like, okay, fair enough. And it's like, you know, uh, cops with guns, cop cars, tanks, people, and like women pushing baby carriages, um, dogs, cats, and you basically are burrowing under the ground, and you can come flying out of the ground and just sort of like leap into the air and like chomp down and and eat or crush or it's awesome it's awesome <laughs> just the way the gameplay plays on it it's just and there's a neat one it's like the raging dead or the rage raging dead where you just have a sort you're looking at a sort of above shot of a city and the red dots are zombies and the and just little tiny blue dots for people red dots for z- zombies and you can plant bombs. You're sort of, you know, planting from up up above and trying to, like, cut off the zombies and kill them before they touch the humans and turn them into zombies. That game's really neat. Hmm. There's all sorts of just insanely... I think these things, like... When, when, when I come up to visit you, this is going to be, like, like, your kids are going to be battling over who gets to play with the... Uh, the iPod Touch, because <laughs> I don't know. I, I probably have about fifty games right now, and by the time I get down there, you know, God only knows. I've got the Star Wars dictionary here, Star Wars dictionary application. Oh, that's cool. It, it is, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, I mean, how how authoritative? Is oh it? no, it's it's just it's a joke. Uh, it's a simple joke. You know, okay, here we are on um, C. We've got C-3PO, Captain Panaka, Captain Piet, Captain Tarpals. I don't know who that is. Captain Tarpals? Tarpals. He's, uh, he's a Gungan. A military legal leader with little patience for the exploits of Jar Jar Binks. You're yeah, right. he's the one that has like a mustache. Yes. And he's, he's riding that that whatever the hell those things yes. are called. And no again, I, no again, Jar Jar. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember that part where where Jar Jar goes, "A cup on charcoal, sir," or whatever the hell. Yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, yeah. Jar Jar voice, but yeah, yeah. No I actually liked him because he was a serious <laughs> Gungan. He wasn't a stupid ass. No, he was kind of like, pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, it's I don't know. There's probably still, like I'd still like to see him die though. There's probably like a couple hundred terms in it. You know, it's a novelty. It's like yeah. I got a Darth Vader soundboard too that just has a bunch of Darth Vader quotes. It's all about the games. The Star Trek game yeah, is pretty a, neat. 
I found a YouTube video the other day that it starts out kind of funny and then it kind of just peters out really uh -huh. fast. But it pissed me off because they fucking stole my idea. I wanted to... Uh, now, I was only going to do it with one movie. I was going to use Field of Dreams and I was going to take out some of the best lines in there by James Earl Jones. Add, you know, like add a lot of bass, add some a little reverb. bit of like metallic reverb and the breathing, the breath mask and, and use some of those lines from that movie because he says some funny shit in that movie and he swears a lot and damned if there's not a YouTube video out of there course. where somebody had taken a whole bunch of James Earl Jones lines from all different movies uh -huh. and strung them together and done like entire scenes I can't remember what the hell the name of it is Really, the only one that's any good is is they when it starts, it's the whole beginning of Star Wars with with Vader and the stormtroopers storming the Tantive Four. Yes, I've seen that. Right one. up to the. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah right a long up to the time part ago. Where, yeah, where it cuts to tattooing. That first part's hilarious. The rest of it's stupid. But uh, but yeah, it, it was actually pretty funny. I don't know what the hell movie they're quoting from. I think it's like, the, what was that movie? The was it the Great White Hope where he was a boxer? I'm oh not yeah, sure. that was a but long time ago. Yeah, though. it is because he—he's he, like a young James Earl Jones. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely very young, and it's—it's uh, it's funny though. It's really funny because uh, there's one part where, uh, you know, it's in the movie in Star Wars where he he waves to the stormtroopers after he's killed. Um, is that Captain Antilles that he kills? I think it is Captain Antilles that he kills. Anyway, whoever he chokes to death and crushes their throat. He throws him at the wall, and then he goes, uh, you know, I want her alive. And he makes that, like, dismissive gesture, and mm -hmm. he walk, he storms out of the room. But in this one, in the funny one, he goes, man, get your black ass out of here or something. Or that. And it was, I, mean, I just died. <laughs> it's fucking funny. But, uh. Oh, you know, I just yeah. remembered tonight is Clone Wars night, too. Oh, shit. I'm behind There's already. Can you believe Wars. that? I could I, 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 I watched, you know, uh, of course I, I couldn't miss the premiere, and then I watched the next one, which, God, help me out here. I can't remember what the hell that the next the one, one was. That was the one with Jar Jar, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, it was. Uh, and Captain and, and, and Bail Antilles. Bail Antilles, yeah, I, li I actually liked that one a lot. And then that that's as far as I've made it. I'm, I'm behind already. But uh, I just, you know, I've been working this job and everything, and thank God that's coming to an end. You know, I'm, I'm very do they grateful. Know, do they, they they know you're uh, done, huh? Yeah. Going on. Yeah, they do. I I felt weird about it. You know, saying you know, because here here's basically what happened is I I got the job, and uh, you know I I don't want to go too much into it because frankly I'm I'm embarrassed about it. You know, but it was working for a a grocery store chain here in uh, in Florida, and it was in Claremont, and you know I was staying with Mark. So it was convenient, you know, it was like a couple miles from his house. Well, then as soon as, you know, things started to really happen and everything happened really fast, you know, because I, you know, when we did that episode, the the newsflash episode, you know, I had it in mind that this was going to be a long process of me coming down here and basically forging a whole new life, you know, like, like, like guys used to do Starting years from scratch, ago, yeah. you know, they, they would leave the family you know, in the east, and they'd go west to make their fortune, and then bring the family along when they could afford it. That—that's kind of what I had envisioned, and it didn't work out that way at all. 
you know, so it's no, like... No, once the, once the wheels were in motion, it just went boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not complaining. I mean, yeah. it was awesome. But the, the one thing that was a bit of a, of a, of a hitch was, you know, so we got settled and everything. You know, Missy got her, tran- her, her transfer and her promotion. And, you know, typically we live close to where she works. Because I don't mind a commute. Typically, I don't really mind it that much. But I, I don't want her to have to have much of a commute because of, you know, her position and everything. So we moved to this town, you know, after doing, well, she did all the research, really, as far as, you know, great schools, great towns, you know, good places to live. And I don't know who rates these things, but there are signs all over our town saying rated one of the hundred best places to live. Now, I don't know what that, I don't know if that means in Florida, in central Florida, in the United States, in in the the world. world. I I don't have any idea. It just says... You know, rated one of the hundred best places. To live. But I mean, yeah, rated by that crazy guy who's talking to himself <laughs> on the corner. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, rated by the town idiot. Yeah, but no, I mean, once you come to see this place, you, I think you're going to be impressed. It, it's it's gorgeous. It's such a beautiful, well kept town. And my my big thing that impresses me is that I finally got out about a week or two ago, and I knew that we had a, a bike slash walking trail behind our house. But other than seeing like the crosswalks, you know, that go across the roads, that's that's all I'd really seen of it. So I was aware that it was there, but didn't really know too much about it or anything. So the other day, uh, Logan and I decided, you know, we were going to go check it out and take the dog. Went for a walk. Damn, man, this is I mean, somebody put bucks into this. And it's not like they just like forged a walking path and then we're like, OK, we're done. I mean, they keep it up. It's groomed. It's cut back. There's actual, like, rest areas yeah. off to the side. And these rest areas are like, I equate it to, like, when we went to Zoo Atlanta one time, you know, the, and you, you would, you know, because that place is huge. No, I know and exactly what you mean. Little, what? Yeah, there'd be these little rest areas with, like, a bench, and they had a, a water fountain. I've never seen this before in my life. There was a water fountain that the top part of it was for humans and the bottom part was for dogs. Opened out into dogs. Yeah, that, they, yeah, those are starting to turn up lately because, I mean, people are asking for them because when you're walking your dog, I mean, how how handy is it? I've, I've noticed in the last few years, like, the stores and stuff, I don't know if this is something that, like, maybe there was some town somewhere that started doing this and everybody picked up on it and said, that's a good idea. But it just started happening, like, three or four years ago around here is uh, shops would put out, are putting out, like, water for dogs. You know, a water bowl. Sometimes In the summer when it's really hot, sometimes they'll throw ice in it. And uh, huh. and a lot of places have a little, it looks almost like a trash can lined with, uh, you know, a little tiny trash can lined with plastic, but it'll be filled with dog biscuits. Right. And, you know, people grab a dog biscuit when they huh. stop by a certain store. And I think that's I a good that. sales thing, too, because if you stop and get a dog biscuit for your dog, you might feel a little guilty and go in and buy some ice cream or something like that. But I've, I've just noticed that a lot of places are making concessions for dogs, and I don't know if maybe that's because people have been demanding it, or, it, but I think it's cool. As soon as you said there's not just a water fountain, I immediately pictured... The, the, you know, the little drain out the bottom and the, the dog 
It sounds like a toilet <laughs> in the uh, jail, yeah, look, a jail it, yeah, cell toilet. <laughs> yeah, it almost looks like one, actually. But I mean, you know, they spared no expense, and and you know, not only in the in the building of it, but clearly money is being spent on the upkeep and the maintenance uh-huh. and everything. And you know, it's one of these things where it's literally miles long and spans towns. And while we were out walking, you know, we saw all kinds of people. We saw old people. We saw lots of women. And you know, the thought occurred to me with all these women that. How nice is it that they've got somewhere that they can go and and walk and run or ride a bike and feel safe? Because I sure have lived in a lot of places where something like that would be rape out. Would be yeah, would be a like yeah, the death, the jog of death. Yeah, exactly. What's really when I went to when I went to visit my uh, sister in Vermont? That's going. You know, she was outside the city, and. You could get on a bike trail, jogging trail, and just ride right into the city. It was beautiful, scenic, you know, well used. There were a lot of people using it. And, I mean, there you go. If, if you want to, you know, do weight loss, man, get a bike. And it goes from city to city. You could go, you could do your comic shopping on a bike, you know. Right. And, I mean, the thing about, like, those trails and stuff is traveling by them. It's almost like a journey, you know. It's fun, you know. You you're It's yeah. I I love that shit. I wish we had I wish we had more. It's really weird because Rochester's a really beautiful city, but it's not really was not really thought out. It's got a couple it's got a trail that runs along like the Erie Canal and right. shit like that that's really neat, but it's not practical, you know, unless you want right. to like Unless you're like, I want to take a bike trip to Buffalo, and then you can, like, ride the Erie Canal all the way up to Buffalo. But as far as, like, wanting to take a scenic thing from the suburbs to into the city, you can't really do that. And uh, I listened to your, to. Uh, speaking of Rochester, it put me in mind of this. I listened to your Storytellers episode oh. on, the, on the drive to work today. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I wasn't sure I was going to because it started to go some strange places, but... Ultimately, I really liked it, but I'm going to be really curious to see what the listeners think of it because while I I got a kick out of it and really enjoyed it, I think that there's great potential for people to listen to that and be like, "What the fuck? What an asshole!" You know. So I'm I'll be curious yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. see what how people respond. You know. But, oh man! Uh, and if they could only read. Well, actually, the thing is, I've already put up another pure evil on. You know, you're friends with with me. I've I got another pure uh-huh. evil up on Facebook, and God knows I'm not really messing around. I'm not messing with Facebook like I was. You know, I don't have an organized anything going on, but if I if I feel like it, <laughs> I can. You know, I've got a pure evil up there, and I put it up there to see what would. And I I actually have um, who made friends with me today? May Parker made friends with me today. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to do that. Now, are they doing it as like Aunt May? Well, that's the thing. Is I was like. I'm like, well, I only want to be friends with fake people anyway. But I'm like, it's it can't be a real, you know. And if it's and if it's a real per, a real girl named May Parker, 
who's that into Spider-Man that, like, she's pretending to be Spider-Man and that's her name, then, okay, that's cool enough. I'll be friends with that person. Oh, so she's doing it as Spider-Girl. Yeah, yeah, I think think it's a girl who's really into into Spider-Girl or something, and so she's... I think it's a fake name. I think she's doing May Parker to be Aunt May, but... She's being like the Halloween sexy. Well, May, May Parker was also the name of uh, of Peter and MJ's daughter that became Spider Girl oh. in, in Marvel. What do they call it? The M two universe. It was basically like oh, the, I didn't know nothing about none of that. It's it was actually a really good idea, and I know somebody's probably going to write in now and be like, uh, you know, well, oh, I would explain shit. the picture was like a young girl was like a young like. Short hair, yeah, short hair girl yeah, in a spider girly sort of outfit. That's her. I think yeah. it was a drawing. So yeah, it was okay. a there was a what if story. It's like what if so like it's probably 10, a three hundred pound guy then or one oh five something like that. And uh, it was a what if story. What if Spider Man's daughter had lived because they actually had a daughter that died. You know, a bait. A, 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 I'm like trying to remember the whole story. Or something, or I'm trying to remember if if it was stillborn Jesus or Christ, what is it with Spider-Man with all the rapes and dead babies and shit like that? What the hell? Well, it, it was another one of those gyps, you know, to where it's you remember like, how pissed off I was, you know, way, way, way back. It's like twenty some years ago when you know during the McFarlane era of the Incredible Hulk. I th- I'm trying to remember who the writer was. I don't think it was Peter David. Ye- yeah, I think it was Peter David, actually. Was, I think it was Peter David was writing, and uh, Todd McFarlane was doing the art, and I was huge into Hulk, because I had basically rediscovered the Hulk because McFarlane was doing the, the art, and I really enjoyed the stories. And they dropped the bomb that Betty was pregnant with the Hulk's baby. And... Then it just kind of fell into the background. And they strung us along for like years where she just kind of disappeared from the book. She went, it's like, I'm trying Does to remember it take the history. Hulk baby years to gestate or something. Well, they finally resolved it with a fucking fill in issue. And it was one of those like shit fill in issues where none of the regular creative team was on the book. You know, it was like not the regular writer, not the regular artist. And it was clearly like a crappy fill-in because the art was substandard, you know. And it was just one of these stupid one-off stories. And they they ended up resolving that story with basically a like a one-off line of something like, uh, you know, something to the effect of, oh, and Betty, you know, Betty Banner lost the the baby, you know. And it was like an offhanded comment. And I remember just flipping out. I'm like, you sons of bitches. You know, it's like they'd kept us strung along all this time with this subplot, wondering what, how were they going to resolve it? You know, was it going to be a Hulk baby? You know, literally like a Hulk baby. And then that's how they resolved it was, oh, yeah, she lost it. <sighs> so anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But they, they did something similar to like, like that with Spider-Man where uh, Mary Jane got pregnant and there was all this speculation, you know, were they really going to have a child? You know, were they going to progress the story that far where they were actually going to be parents? You know, was the baby going to be a spider baby, you know, and stuff like that. And then I think that if I remember the story right, I only read this once. It was a while back. But if I remember the story right, Peter and MJ believed that the baby was stillborn 
but we as the reader knew that it was actually alive and one of his enemies took it uh. fuck I can't remember I wish I could remember what the story was so there was a lot of speculation amongst the fans for a long time of when's the spider baby gonna come back you know when is spider-man gonna find out in all this stuff and it was all this big deal about it well then there was a a what uh, you know and basically they dropped it marvel distanced themselves from the whole thing and it was never really brought up again right we we're just supposed to forget all about it but then they they did a, a what if story you know what if spider-man's uh daughter had lived and that's where Spider Girl came from. It was a what if story that took place, you know, when she was old enough to be a, a young woman in high school, and she discovers her spider abilities and becomes Spider Girl. And that proved so huge and so popular that they basically created a whole new line of books out of it, similar to like when they started the uh, 2099 universe uh-huh. that was supposed to be like Marvel, you know, a hundred years in the future. This was like Marvel, like say, you know, I think it was supposed to be like 16, 18 years in the future, something like, you know, cause she was in high school. So this was a jump forward of about, I don't know, 15, 16 years, something like that. And so you got titles like A2, which was Avengers 2, where the Avengers was composed of basically like the sons and daughters of the original Avengers, you know, like Captain America's daughter and stuff like that. There was uh, Juggernaut 2. I think that was called J2. Or no, I think the Avengers one was called A Next, I think is what it was called. And then J2 was the Juggernaut's son. And there were two or three others. None of those were really... I mean, they weren't horrible, but none of them were really, like, great, Uh and they didn't really stick. But the Spider-Girl one, man, that thing had legs. Because that that series ran... I think it ran a full hundred issues. And it kept... It kept... It rode the razor's edge of cancellation, like, the entire time. And they kept having these, like, Star Trek-esque fan campaigns to save the book, you know? And so they kept renewing it and kept renewing it. And then finally they canceled it at issue 100. And then the fans like went apeshit. So they brought it back again. And I think it just recently ended for good. Not long ago. But then I I heard not long ago that they might be bringing it back yet again. So I I read like the first year and a half of it or so. I've got almost the entire series. I I really do intend to sit and read it one of these days because... The, the big appeal for me was that later on in the series, um, I'm pretty sure right from the get-go, Tom DeFalco was the writer on it. I, I'm pretty oh. sure. Which, and I love me some Tom DeFalco. I, you know, I don't care what anybody says. He's a damn good comic book writer. Um, right up there with like Roger Stern. I really like DeFalco's writing. Because he, he writes classic, you know, classic style comics. You know, the, the, the kind of comics I like to read. And then um, part, part of the reason I petered out in the beginning was the artist in the beginning of the book was um, Pat Olaf, who I don't like dislike him or anything. I like him. I'm just not crazy about his art on that particular book. But then later on, Ron Friends took over. Oh. And to, to my recollection, he did the whole rest of everything to do with Spider-Girl. That stuff I want to read because not only am I a huge Ron Friends fan, 
you know, especially with him working in the Spider-Man universe, but I'm a huge fan of those two guys together. Ron Friends and Tom DeFalco are like one of those great unsung comic book teams. I love those guys, you know? You want to talk about classic? I bought, I bought a classic comic, brand new comic, but classic. Uh-huh. It's uh, Batman Hidden Treasures, number one. I don't know if you've... What is I just, that? I, I just yeah. saw. I never heard anything. I never. I never read anything about comics coming out. This I literally just picked it up, but I grabbed it because instantly, obviously, the covers by Bernie Wrightson. It's just like oh. a black and it's a black and red, you know, line drawing of Batman by Bernie Wrightson, and I see Bernie Wrightson's name on it, and I'm like, and I see Len Wein's name on it, and I'm like, what? Okay, and it's. The first half of it is uh, a, like a serial killer story, but it's text. But it's mostly just big, gorgeous um, Bernie Wrightson, new Bernie Wrightson art. And seems to have something to do with it. seems to prominently um, feature Solomon Grundy. Hmm. So I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know. Uh, um, and then the second, and then the second half of the book is, I think it's Swamp Thing number, yeah, number seven, with Batman, the Swamp Thing in Gotham. Oh yeah, story with Batman. Yeah. But it looks like it's it's definitely been recolored because it looks totally, you know, the coloring is totally different. It's pretty gorgeous. So, Night of the Bat. Yeah, I'm looking at a thing about it here. It says at long, uh, at long last, the legendary lost Bernie Wrightson story, starring the Dark Knight, comes to life. Written by Ron Mars, who I really like, inked by Kevin Nolan. So this is a ton- astonishing Batman Solomon Grundy stories. Features full page yeah. illustrations on every page. Yeah. Wow! So it's all splash pages. That's cool. They're, they're, well, they're sort of thin sla- flash, um, splash pages because oh, because the text is off, text to the off to the side. Yeah, side yeah. Of it. yeah. But they're gorgeous. You know, it's 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 very it's very nice. Bernie Wrightson art, maybe not as detailed as back in the day, but it's still you know it's still it's pretty neat to see you know who I, I better than drawing batman i like the way bernie writes and draws commissioner gordon yeah um so i picked that up today i was just like wow i'm actually buying a somewhat new batman book but of course it's like because it's got bernie writes in it because it's classic style what do you think about that fu- i know what you think about fucking uh what? That's whole Superman, fucking the guy, the 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 Watchmen guy doing the new Superman oh. movie. You know, I, I I think people keep expecting me to, you know, because I keep getting messages and things. I, on I seem to be more wound up keep, about it than you are. Yeah, I think it's I, you know, just I, a bad idea. I I'm so burned out on just being pissed with with how Superman's being handled, you know in the past basically I, I mean I, I'm not even sure at what now at this point I'm not sure at what point Superman started to kind of lose me but 
you know, it, it's a culmination of factors to where one day I just woke up and realized that not only isn't the comic book Superman to my liking anymore, I mean, There's other than... no Superman to your liking anymore. Yeah, I mean, other than the animated, um, you know, the, the one that started with Superman, the animated series, and then eventually graduated into, you know, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Under, other than that version, you know, the Tim-verse version of Superman... I mean, I haven't been happy with any version of Superman in a long time. There seems you know, to small be a good bill. number of people on the forums who are who seem to be very into the idea of an animated. They're like, why can't it be animated? You know, it should be. It, it, I think it should be because, you know, I I, I, the, I just I don't. Everybody griped about the last Superman movie not being fun, and what the fuck are they going to expect from these two guys? You know, I mean. Okay, I, I mean, I don't think... I think the guy who did Watchmen, I think Watchmen was an okay movie. But it wasn't, you know... It just wasn't whatever, all that. But um, that was like a fluke for him. I'm not, I think he's a terrible filmmaker, but a lot of people are like, well, he's a really good filmmaker. But even so, there's a little bit of humor in his movies, but not like... Not like that should be in a... And, not even that it has to be funny, but you know, they just have to have that light. I don't, what is it like a summary movie? You know that it's they've got to be happy popcorn kids movies. You know, I'm getting pissed off that, and this is what I'm thinking about. Like with comics, why comics suck is what that the the formula like Spider Man, the formula of like. Okay, how many times can Spider-Man just like fight the same villains and then right. and then like and every once in a while have a really dramatic episode where someone dies or one of the villains dies and there's irony or you, you know stuff like that. They should just do cycle it over and over again for kids. You know, maybe have one Spider-Man title that's like you know like that like the Howard the Duck magazine that used to come out that was for 18 and over and then everything else recycle all those old stories and give them to the kid because those are the the potent spider-man stories and if you're doing the mythical spider-man why not just do the same stories with a, a feel of the modern times for the kids who are like eight or ten years old you know who would be reading you know who would be reading spider-man Instead mm -hmm. of trying to, and I think they're, you know, I think maybe they're, they're not a big audience, but that's just because they haven't courted that audience and maybe they should court that audience because God damn, that's the audience of people who buy, what's his name? Justin Bieber and, you know, and Brit Britney Spears and all that shit are all those people, kids that age. So right. what the fuck, man? I think they're just. I think they. I think maybe comic. The comic world is sort of has its head up its own ass and thinks that everything is for people their age, for grown up age, and it's not. <laughs> let the grown up. Let the grown ups download them for free. That's another thing. I can't get any of the comic applications to work on my my iPod too the only ones that they, they all work but you have to buy shit from 
to get them to work. I want something that I can just put my CBRs into and look at them, you know? Can't find nothing that does that. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for the the handheld device, you know. That's that's basically comic book page size it's and it's portable. I, the the iPad's smaller than that, but it's the iPad, man. I mean the only thing about the iPad that, that makes it that that I don't have one is its price. But that'll go down in a couple of years, you know, or, or less. It, that'll get cheaper and cheaper. Because, dude, I wish I had... Because when I look for apps for this thing, all the good apps are on the iPad. And, it, and, mm-hmm. and like, a lot of these games, I'm playing them, and I'm like, oh, man, on, like, a magazine-style size page playing this game on this, it would be so much better. So, I mean... The, the the iPads and and you know iPad like devices that's that's what you're looking for you're just waiting you know you're just waiting for them and I'm just waiting for them to get down to about like half the price they are now but that'll happen soon enough I'm ready I'm totally ready but uh the hell was I talking about before oh about uh Superman go- no going way on back. When I was talking about uh, moving here and everything, what? <laughs> I lost track of my my train of thought. I the last thing I remember with that was that it went, well, we were talking about how it just sort of fell together really good. We were mm-hmm. also talking about you walking on nature trails too. Is it the nature trails? Well, yeah, I got I got div- diverted about the you know talking about the town and everything, but. I was just saying that I was grateful that I'm basically done where I was. So anyway, we we got settled here. Well, this town, Oviedo, you know, it w- I was literally having to leave the house like an hour and a half early to get to work at that job down at Marks, you know. And, you know, I couldn't afford to just, you know, give the job up as much as I wanted to, you know, because, you know... Even though it was just part time and the pay sucked and everything, it was it's a job. Still money you know? coming in, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I, I couldn't just up and, and quit. So uh, I put in for a for a transfer because literally, you know, if you come out to the end of our new subdivision, take a right, boom, you know, there's a store right there. So, you know, I got transferred to that one. So I start there tomorrow. So that'll be nice and convenient, but then that only lasts <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, I had this real moral dilemma of you know, do I be upfront with them and honest right from the get go and tell them what the deal is and and risk them going fuck this idiot, you know, and not giving me any hours or anything, knowing that I'm leaving anyway. Or you know, do I let the whole transfer go through and everything, keep my mouth shut? And then three days into my working there, you know, give them my two-week notice, you know. So I, I, I hem and hawed, and I debated back and forth, and I discussed it with my wife, and finally I decided, you know, I hope I don't screw myself, but, you know, I, I just can't have a clear conscience not being honest about it. So when I, you know, when I went in there to meet with the people and everything, and and, uh, you know, find out what my first day would be and, and, you know, just kind of make my face known and everything. I, I went ahead and told him right then and there that, you know, and, you know, I, I was honest with him. I told him, you know, at the time that I put in for the transfer, I didn't know 
you know, about the Disney job and that it wasn't until, you know, a little bit later, you know, that I found out about that. And by that point, you know, it was like a total Hail Mary play, really. The Disney yeah. job was. It wasn't something like, well, yeah, you, it, there was definitely no way you were not going to take a job. Oh, for hell that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, for one thing. Shit. You know, even if it had been the worst possible job at Disney, you know, it was going to be full time. Right. And that's, you know, that's the magic word for me right now is, you know, where I'm at is, is, you know, it'll be nicer now being close to home. I mean, I can afford, well, I can't afford, but I can take, you know, 15 to 20 hours or whatever, and it's going to go farther when I'm not having to spend money on gas and tolls and lunch and everything else, you know, being an hour and a half away, you know, now that I'm down at the end of the street, you know, right. I mean, it, it, that's going to save a lot of money. You know, so that dollar will go farther, you know, for, for those couple of weeks. But ultimately, even though it's going to mean, you know, having to resume that long ass drive again, I'm, I'm, you know, cannot wait to get started yeah, the monorails with. at the end of that drive now though <laughs> yeah exactly well you know it's just the, this this whole experience has really you know really taught me one thing is that there's really no going back in certain aspects of my life and one thing i found that i it's it's really hard is getting back into the retail thing you know because, you know, I'm all about, you know, being nice to people and customer service and all that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'm going to have to be doing that sort of thing with Disney. But oh, at yeah. the same rate, you know, being being just a, you know, bottom of the rung, you know, counter jockey again. It's like, damn, you know, this is a major step backwards in my life, you know, after, you know, being, you know, responsible for stores that could do, you know, a million dollars in sales in a weekend you know, now you're basically a, a glorified, you know, cashier. It's like shit, you know. So <laughs> it happens to just about everybody at some point. Yeah. It's um, tough out there right now, man. The, the well, economic dude, Florida is one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. I, I see. I did not know that when, moving here. <laughs> after you moved there, <laughs> pardon me. <coughs> Got a little phlegm. <coughs> but after you moved there, I saw like a, you know, some Bureau of Statistics chart of all the states and their unemployment rates. And Georgia was pretty high, but Florida was just like dwarfed it. But when you're talking about Florida... You know, you're talking about Florida has Disney, and then it has, like, the tourist spring break areas. Right. And it has, like, these concentrated tourist and, and retirement money areas. And then a lot of it is, like, rural, is, like, yeah, is rural and poor mm -hmm. and unemployed. So... So you're... But you're, you're in the, you know, you're in the Disney zone... So. Yeah, we're it's it's almost like this this bubble of unreality where where the the economic you know situation that's going on in so much of the rest of the country kind of sort of doesn't exist mm -hmm. because here with the tourism 
and everything. You know, it, it, it's you know it, it is it's it's very unreal as related to to the rest of right. the U.S. You know, because here, no, I bet you it actually during times like this, st- escapist stuff goes way way off the rails. You know. As like the, the during the Great Depression, you know what what um, industry was thriving? The film industry, films, you know, yeah. because people wanted to go to movies and for and it was escapist, you know, trashy entertainment, and it flourished, you know, and and movie stars were royalty, you know, that was just you know the whole studio system got built on that, and that was like the poorest time ever in the country, so. That's why I think it's sort of cool that we're doing podcasts and stuff right now because, yeah, if we get into it, 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 the country's been getting in worse, worse shape, but our lives have been going just the way we want them to, (laughs) which is like totally the opposite of the rest of our lives. So, you know, the the only thing I worry about that is like, are our podcasts going to suck if our lives get too good? Are we going to have, like, a shitty podcast because we're always going to be in a good mood and, like, complacent? Well... I don't think so. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because one thing I've noticed, and this, frankly, this really bothers me, and I've kind of kept quiet about it because I didn't want to... Jinx yourself? I don't know. Well, no, it's not that. I didn't want to... I didn't want to piss anybody off, I guess. But I keep hearing this... You know, it, it comes up from time to time, and at first I, I thought, you know, I took it with a grain of salt that people were just kind of being jokey or whatever, but it, it's been said a lot of times in a lot of different ways in a lot of different forums, you know, for, like forum, you know, literally forums and Facebook and PMs and Twitter and all kinds of different shit that I sort of half-ass try to keep up with. You know, things like, you know... I miss the ranting and raving Scott. You know, I miss the cussing and swearing Scott. You know, I miss the Scott that's all pissed off about this, that, or the other and really giving him hell and all that. You know, I hope that's not all of me that there is. You know what I mean? As far as <laughs> no, the, 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 the listening perce- audience goes. I think you know? that's a perception, but I don't know. I, you know, I mean, really, I don't think that either of us really did much ranting and raving in general when we do rant and rave about stuff though we get really pissed off about it so maybe that's what people remember more but i i've never thought that was i thought our show i would say our show is like 85 to 90 percent positive you know us talking I do about too, but you how know. much we like something to the point of where sometimes i go just like it's like those chris farley saturday night live sketches where he would be interviewing like Paul McCartney and he'd be like remember when you guys did that song wasn't that great (laughs) but anyway the world's greatest comic book (laughs) a lot of time for that topic at the moment we'll have to get to that later (laughs) that's gonna have to be another episode sorry guys I'll save my notes we'll get back to it another time yeah, yeah, I got all my notes. I'm not, it's not like I'm going to forget about it. Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, 
Tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf. And you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. TwoTrueFreaks.Libson.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libson, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email Two True Freaks directly at TwoTrueFreaks at gmail dot com. You can find me, Scott Gardner, both on Twitter and Facebook. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening. Join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, two True, True Freaks. Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by DeManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.